Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Do you think that Noah ever had doubts while building the ark? It took him over 100 years to build it. Do you think he ever wondered if he was the crazy one? (laughs) In today's update, Pastor J.D. encourages you that if you're looking to God's word for truth, then it's not you who's crazy, but it's the world that's blind to the truth. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on April 23rd, 2023. I suppose this is probably as good of a time as any to just mention this in my time with the Lord. Again, as of late, I've just been struck with this. It's a compassion for people that today are being demonized. Example, China. China bad. Russia bad. Well, wait a minute. God loves the Chinese people. And oh, by the way, the Chinese people are coming to Christ by the multitudes. You'll never hear at this side of glory. They're coming to Christ by the multitudes. Russia. I've been to Russia twice. I love the Russian people. Russia bad. China bad. No, it's not China bad. It's the Chinese people. Jesus loves them. Jesus died for them. They're not the enemy. Russia, they're not the enemy. Yeah, but you see what they're doing in Ukraine? Total propaganda. Total propaganda. I hope you don't buy that lie. One more thing on this. I tell you, it's, it's coming at me so fast. This was Friday, I think. I didn't have time to read through this or research this, but Biden signed another executive order with potentially profound prophetic implications. I'm only going to mention it, but a cursory read of this order seems to indicate that this would enforce a form of social credit scores slash carbon credit scores under the guise of, quote, environmental justice for all. Now we've been talking about this for the last better part of three years, how it all ties into Bible prophecy, specifically again Revelation 13, how there will be a cashless economy, that you will be required to authenticate and verify before you're able to buy or sell. You'll have to have this mark 
It's a verification, it's an authentication, it's a validation, and it will be digital, bio-digital. And it will be in bio, the, it's a digital something, I believe, stamp, tattoo, mark that has palisades, little uh, fangs, very small, in the original. And it's on the forehand, and then it gets in. And by the way, we resolved the debate over some translations rendering Revelation 13 as the mark on and the mark in. It's both. It's put on, and then it gets in this digital, electronic, computerized tracking system gets in you so they can track you. And so instead of logging in with your credentials, your password, your user ID, you can already do it. Well, don't do it. Well, you might. It's okay, I guess. You do it with your phones, by the way. Have you noticed this? Where was I the other day? And this guy in front of me takes his phone out. I'm like, oh, it was Costco. Oh my, forgive me. Can you just indulge me one more time? I got to get this off my chest too. You know how when you walk into Costco, I love Costco, by the way, when I can find a parking spot, I I really love it. So you know, when you walk in, you got to show them your card, right? You know, I pull my card out and oh, where's, oh, there it is. Okay. And then I pull it out and you know, like they really care. They, what are they going to do? Examine it, get the magnifying glass. Okay, you're good. Go. No, you just flash it. They go, thank you. Walk in. The guy in front of me, he doesn't have a card. He shows him his phone. I'm like, oh, dude, pretty soon it won't be your phone. You'll just go, palm, forehead, facial recognition, beep, go. I'll show up. (laughs) I guess I won't be going to Costco anymore, but anyway. Won't need to. So this scoring system, your ability to buy, sell, travel, and I'm not talking just air travel, I'm talking about traveling distances from your residence. It will all be predicated upon your score. Have you been a good boy and girl? Are you, even now, again, I just, uh, why did I, because that's just what I do. Uh, my wife was telling me that she tried to order something and have it shipped to Hawaii, and it said this item, and I'm noticing this more now, cannot be shipped to your location. Does that make you angry too? It's a sanctified anger. It's a righteous anger, right? It's kind of like, that's discrimination. No, why? So we wanted to find out why. Well, apparently, I forget the exact wording, but it's not environmentally friendly. It doesn't have the, they have a little green angel with wings, apparently, for this whatever, this green, you know, environmentally friendly, you're going to up your score, you know, so you try to buy something that's not, it's not a green, why green? I don't know, green angel with wings. It's a red devil with horns. Unfriendly, no can, will not send ship. In fact, just because you tried to put it in your cart, your score went down. I know I'm 
illustrating it in a silly and humorous way, but it's true. This is not something that is going to happen. This is something that is already happening. And it all ties into the centralized bank digital currency. Everything's digital. Cashless. Bio (laughs) ID verified. Well, I'll end how we began with this question. Am I making a mountain out of a molehill, or are they making a molehill out of a mountain? If it's the latter, and the evidence proves beyond any reasonable doubt that in fact it is, then we're at the doorstep of the seven-year tribulation. And if this is true, and the evidence proves beyond any reasonable doubt that in fact it is, then the rapture can be any time now. And this is why we do these weekly prophecy updates. We are at the end. This is how it ends. And the rapture can happen at any time. And we're, when I say on the doorstep of the seven-year tribulation, I mean we're right there. Because we're seeing everything beginning to come to pass that we're told would ultimately be fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation, prior to the seven-year tribulation, and it's happening now. How close are we? Here's the illustration I like to use. It doesn't work on the mainland and some other areas, especially during the winter. But you know, the closer you get to the AC, <laughs> the more you feel the cold. The closer you get to the tribulation, the more you see it and feel it. The closer you get to it. Can I just use one more illustration? I've shared this before. I'll give you the abbreviated version just to spare you again, and myself probably. But in 1997, my wife and I were in Egypt, and my aunt, who lived in Giza, took us to the train station so we could go to Alexandria, where my father was born. And so we had to take a train from uh, Cairo to Alexandria, but there was so much traffic that we missed the train. We had to take a cab. So my aunt and I tried to negotiate in Arabic with this cab driver. I would never recommend that you do that. And we ended up in this cab with this, you want to talk about crazy, this guy. I mean, anyway, I'm still scarred. I'm still having, I don't know. But the closer we got to our final destination, Alexandria, the more frequent the signs were. And I was hanging on to those signs for dear life because... I wanted to keep my life. (laughs) I didn't want to lose my life before we got there. And the closer we got to our destination, the more frequent the signs were. The closer we get to the tribulation, the more frequent the signs are. Well, again, this is why we end with the gospel and the childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. I think it's incumbent upon me again today, if you don't mind, just to preface the ABCs by saying that this is just a simple way to share your faith. It's not a formula. It's just a way. It's not the way. 
It's just a way, and it's simple for me. I use, I just used it yesterday. And it gives you what you need to be equipped with, to share when the Lord presents the opportunity to give to everyone an answer of that hope that lies within you, and you're at the ready to share Jesus with them. So what's the A? Very simply, for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. Because unless and until you do, why would you have any interest in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, Romans 6.23, I see it this way, it packages the bad news first with the good news. Well, what's the bad news? Well, there's a penalty for sin. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. What's the good news? Ah, the good news is the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what the word gospel means. Good news. Your penalty, your debt has been paid. You're free to go. And whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Good news. That's the A. Here's the B. And the B, please, 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 so central. It could be said that it's even simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B. Believe. Believe in your heart. Put your trust in Jesus Christ as Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, the sea. And this comes as a result. I always think of the thief on the cross as we affectionately refer to him. He acknowledged that he was a sinner being crucified right next to the Savior of the world. And he believed in him. He believed the other guy rejected him. He didn't believe. But this guy did. He believed. This is Jesus, the Savior, the Lord. And then he called upon him, called out to him, when you enter your kingdom, will you remember me? And Jesus responded with, Verily, verily, I say unto you, today you'll be with me in paradise. And that's the sea. It's a confessing with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. And believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And Romans 10, 13, I mean, it says it all. It says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's pretty simple. Do you realize that's all this guy had to do? He acknowledged that he was being crucified because he was guilty. He acknowledged that Jesus was being crucified, though innocent, and he believed in him, and then he called upon him, remember me. That's all he had to do to get saved. He didn't have to bring anything to the table of salvation. And so too with us, we bring nothing to the table of salvation. We are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. In other words, we can do nothing. He did everything. 
He paid it all. It is finished. For today's But God testimony, I'm just going to do something different and share with you some brief quotes from numerous people who emailed us from literally all over the world, a few of which I've shared in previous updates. And here's why I'm doing this. They speak to today's update as it relates specifically to churches and pastors who not only downplay the injection, but astonishingly even promote the injection. Now please know that, and the Lord knows my heart, I do this with a very heavy heart and a broken heart. I in no way wish to create division. Rather, I do so with the hope that the Holy Spirit will open eyes to the lies. Now these, what follows, are their words. If I were to say what they say, it would seem and come off like I have animosity towards certainly a fellow pastor. And again, the Lord knows my heart. That is absolutely not the case. The Lord knows my heart. There is a a grief, a sorrow, a sadness. I would even say empathy and sympathy. I feel so sorry for these guys and the people that are under their pastoral leadership in their fellowship. So I have nine of them. Here's the first one. There are fellow prophecy teachers and pastors who I won't name as I have no desire to cause contention. But I have to say I feel like they have been derelict in their duty when it comes to the truth about the falsely called vaccine. Our churches in Rapid City, South Dakota were all deafening in their silence. I find it even more shameful and egregious that there were well-known pastors who promoted it. My heart breaks as I know that they led many an undiscerning Christian to take it. I believe they are doing an even greater disservice by not coming out publicly and renouncing these shots especially in light of all the incontrovertible evidence of the harm they are causing. Finally, thank you for always starting your updates with the expounding of Scripture. That and the but God stories are my favorite part. After all, (laughs) what you have to deal with in between those parts isn't exactly fun. This is number two. Hi, Pastor J.D. I can't tell you how super encouraging today's But God testimonies were. So awesome all that the Lord is doing to protect His children from having to get the jab and possible loss of jobs and provision for new and better jobs. I was wondering if you could please comment on the pastors who are encouraging their people to get the jab. She then goes on to name prominent prophecy teachers and pastors, one of whom is a pastor of a Calvary chapel. Number three, I immediately knew in 2020 that this is how it all ends. Although I am not a pastor, in May of 2021, I was invited by my pastor to attend a regional Calvary chapel pastors conference entitled, ironically, Discerning the Times. 
Sadly, of all the Calvary Chapel pastors that spoke at the conference, only my pastor spoke of Bible prophecy. All the other pastors spoke on how they navigated the COVID-19 mandates, and honestly, it really blew my mind. I'm saddened that so many Christians are unable to discern the times, but I will be forever thankful that the Spirit of God sounded the alarm in my heart. Number four. I referred one of my family members to your church to obtain their exemption letter after her pastor declined because he's pro-vaccine. She was at the verge of losing her job or else be vaccinated. I received a confirmation this morning that they accepted the exemption letter and she resumed work. Praise the Lord for that. Number five. We are Messianic Jews living in Israel in a small Jewish community a few kilometers from Jerusalem. We are deeply disappointed, to say the least, in our government, which sold us out as lab rats, and our Christian pastor, who seems to be unaware of the demonic happenings over this country and the world. The book of Revelation does not appear to be a reality for him. He took the jabs, as well as his family and most of the congregants. The pastor in particular was sick a whole week after the third shot. Number six, the churches here are taking the vaccine and pastors and telling the congregation to take it. It's devastating, but I hold on to the promises of God. I have noticed Recently, churches are pro-vaccine and encouraging congregants to get the jab. Unvaxxed cannot go to church. If I'm not mistaken, I think this was in Australia or New Zealand. Some pastors even have come out and said Jesus would get the jab. All of these break my heart, but my eyes are on Jesus. Lastly, My mom's former pastor encouraged the shots from the pulpit and pressured his staff to get them. You spoke about pastors who ignore prophecy in one of your sermons on Sunday. Well, I then listened to my former pastor's latest message afterwards on Sunday. It was about the rapture, but why wasn't it enough? And listen to what she says, and this is why I wanted to end with this one. The sermons were very much like the sermons in 2019, but the world I was living in was not. I think that sums it up. If anything, again, if I've encouraged you with an update like this, and You've even thought yourself that maybe you yourself are losing it and going crazy because everyone around you, and I mean everyone around you, is saying the opposite of you. Well, if this update was an encouragement to you, then I've done that which I believe God's called me to do today. Take it one step further, lastly, and just say, that the world, and even the church in the world, does not have the final word. God's Word has the final word. We're so glad you joined us for this Prophecy Update on In Spirit and Truth. 
Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.